Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to the latest edition of the Woke Bros. Of course, I'm your co-host, Big Waz, a.k.a. Wazzy Lambre, and I'm joined, as always, by my brother on the west side of Los Angeles. What's going on, Nando? You know, just celebrating the Rams' victory in the Super Bowl because as a resident of Los Angeles, I have, of course, now a lifelong Rams fan. Just, you know, Rams number one, baby. Uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> just me and my other Angelino friends just loving the Rams hey, all day. Dan Marino and Duper are rolling over in their graves, okay? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know who those all people right. are anymore. <laughs> right. <laughs> well, listen, on today's show, uh, we we had to talk about Hillary's surprise merch drop because it's just too good. Too perfect, too on brand, too on the nose, too hilarious for us not to talk about here on the Woke Bros, just considering what the Woke Bros yeah. brand has been over the years. So we're going to get into Hillary Clinton's merch drop. There's a war allegedly brewing in the Ukraine between the Ukraine uh, national Ukrainian nationalists and Russia. Uh, of course, you know, the U.S., has their involvement in their say because can't be a conflict going on around the world without the U.S. having some strong position for whatever reason. American interest, blah, 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 blah. Who even freaking knows? We'll get into that. But first, man, you know, the Super Bowl, as Nando mentioned at the top of the hour, just happened here in Los Angeles. The Rams defeated the Cincinnati Bengals. Uh, what was the score? 23 to 20. Yeah. Uh, you know, Cooper Cup, White Rice ended up winning the MVP <laughs> of the thing. Aaron Donald probably deserved it, but it was a dope game. I enjoyed it. Uh, it came down to the last second. Uh, but of course, you know, with most Super Bowls, everybody loves to, you know, check out the commercials because, of course, Nando, this is the most watched TV product in America every single season. So it's a chance for advertisers to throw out their biggest, best, whatever type of ideas. And, you know, basically what we got was nostalgia for the 90s, which like, I mean... Gen Xers, man, I know you guys are now the ones in the C-suites and you're in charge of everything now, but can we please just get over the 90s already? Like, get over it. Seriously. And so a lot of a lot of 90s nostalgia. Of course, um, a lot of people notice a lot of crypto, crypto content in there. And every single uh, car manufacturer has finally decided that we should stop using the black gook. And uh, use battery-powered cars. And so a lot of, you know, uh, electric cars. But Nando, uh, what was your takeaway from, you know, Super Bowl commercials? Well, I thought it was just a fascinating snapshot of what America is in 2022, right? It was just a perfect encapsulation in that it's like there's no hope for the future. Um, all we need is to, you know, invest in crypto <laughs> and and crypto uh, will just buy off every single celebrity in the world. I mean, come on. I know you're a big Curb Your Enthusiasm fan. It must have hurt to see Larry David shilling for fucking crypto. They must have um, signed such a fat check, dude. Yeah. Yeah. But it's like, I mean, it's amazing because Larry ba Larry David is like a hundred million. million right? Yeah. Yeah. And he's shilling for crypto. It's like, does he need $10 million more? Twenty Like how much money could they pay yeah. him to uh, really make a meaningful difference in his life? But uh yeah, LeBron um, James being a great company man and doing a really weird commercial for Crypto.com, which is now owns the naming rights. 
yeah, it's crazy. It's insane. Um, and and then like, yeah, I mean, you talk about the '90s nostalgia, and it's not just '90s nostalgia. It's just the fact that everything has to be a reboot, a sequel. You know, like yeah. a, a whole a whole commercial was like basically a new mini episode of Austin Powers. Um, mm-hmm. There was a whole episode that was a new episode. Of, there was a whole commercial that was a new episode of The Cable Guy, which like wasn't even like a huge hit in the 90s. Yeah. It was considered like a disappointment for Jim Carrey. Um, and and then there was The Sopranos ad, which like, you know, hurt my heart to think that David Chase like cut a freaking commercial, you know, and it's just like. <laughs> Everyone's cashing out while right before the world burns, like just get as much, <laughs> just get as much money as possible uh, before everything goes to shit. Um, and uh, and that's and that's that's America these days, you know, like that there is just no hope for the future. So just cash out as quickly as you can um, traffic on old things like there's nothing new, nothing new can come like there's no new culture. Um, yeah, it was a little sad in that sense, but I did enjoy the game and I did enjoy the halftime show. Um, I know you're a big 50 Cent fan. Uh, I tweeted out that I've been seeing him at Gold's Gym. Like I've been working out, you know, I, I work okay. at Gold's Gym, and, and I've been seeing Fifty Cent with like a huge entourage, like around him, like he's benching, you know, and there's like eight dudes around him, you know, like egging him on. It's fucking amazing. Uh, so yeah, I mean, he, you know, maybe he could have used a little bit more. <laughs> when you get up in age, when you're getting up there in age, the sacrifices you have to make to look good start to get harder and harder. So I sympathize with 50, not just because he's one of my rap heroes and Queens idols. And I will, I will go to my deathbed loving 50 cent for just his cultural impact, just what he's meant. Period. Um, I'll always love 50, but come on, I'm not going to make fun of the guy. Cause he's not looking felt at his yeah. age. The guy's in yeah. his forties. Give him a break guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Give him a break. Um, I thought, you know, I'm not like, I can't say that I'm like, a. You know, I can intellectually analyze hip hop or rap like I enjoy mm-hmm. it on a purely like, oh, I like this song or I don't like yeah. that. But I can't tell if like, you know, like sometimes like the critics, I'll be like, I don't you know, I don't understand. <laughs> Dude, Kendrick Lamar was fucking awesome. Like, yes. that, I thought that performance was amazing. And then, you know, like the dancing, the fucking I thought it was amazing. And then uh, Dr. Dre, I just appreciate that he didn't dub his uh, that he didn't dub. He sang it. He fucking rapped it himself, still, and it still sounded amazing. Lo- and he and he kept the line "Still not loving police" um yeah. in the freaking rap on yeah. the Super Bowl halftime yeah. show. That's yeah. kind of crazy. Of Roger course- Goodell with Company Man Russell Wilson uh, sitting next to him must have been squirming. You oh, know, uh, in his seat. That was uh, that was a hilarious image too. Uh, well, you know that that that's a that's a topic for another day. But yeah, I enjoyed the halftime show. Of course, you know, like I grew up listening to Eminem, Mary J. Blige. These are people that are Dr. Dre and Snoop. This goes without saying. Like these people are huge parts of my upbringing, especially culturally and just informing my own taste. And Dre just seemed like he was having a great time. Like he looked yeah. genuinely happy. To yeah, be soaking in that moment, like wow, like yeah. we're doing the freaking Super Bowl halftime show. Uh, we went from NWA, they trying to ban NWA to now uh yeah. Dr. Dre saying still not loving the police <laughs> 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 on the Super Bowl halftime show. It's just funny how that goes, but of course, you know, Dr. Dre himself is a billionaire, damn near, right? Like he yeah. is part of the oligarchy class, period. You know, even though he's not 
some guy who's like starting some huge business corporation employing a bunch of people. It's just that he has fuck you money and he's part of the club. And yeah. it just so happens that he has this unimpeachable music legacy and career. And so he gets to do cool stuff like curse out the cops on, <laughs> on America's biggest TV show. That's just crazy. Yeah. 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 There was a moment where it cut back because like, it started with Snoop Dogg and Dr. Dre, right? And then it kind of went to the other ones. It went to Mary J. Blige and Eminem, 50 Cent, uh, Kendrick Lamar, and then kind of went back to Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg. And it, it comes back to them. And they're both standing on top of that like bus thing. That was like apartment thing, whatever that they were doing. And they were just like looking like, can you believe like we're up here fucking doing this? <laughs> like, I like that vibe, you know, like those yeah. guys who've been famous for as long as Bro. I've been alive, basically. Snoop um, beat a murder charge. <laughs> yeah it's amazing uh, i always forgot people like don't think about that anymore but it's like amazing that was like a huge thing in the 90s yes um, and uh they were just like looking at each other like can you believe like we're doing this this is fucking awesome you know and it was it was pretty fucking awesome i thought um uh, yeah I yeah genuinely... I, th I thoroughly enjoyed the super bowl halftime show i mean like the super bowl as a cultural just just moment um yeah it doesn't get bigger than that here in this country and you know they know they got to deliver spectacle like in the midst of a sporting event and they did a good job shout out to the people that produced it shout out to jay-z man they paid that man to curate this stuff for them and he knocked it out the park with this one i thought the shakira joint with j-lo was amazing two <laughs> years ago i loved every second of it so yeah hove is doing his good job of being you know putting a black face on nfl bullshit, which whatever um and you know curating freaking musical experiences for these cats yeah no it was great i mean i liked the weekend one last year i liked the weekend Ooh, i enjoyed it too i'm a weekend fan yeah, I'm a weekend fan too. I like the weekend. And uh the I mean the Prince one was amazing. I remember this one, this one like will people I think will remember for a long time, you know. Like I think that definitely it was like, just so surreal, honestly. Yeah. Like the, those specific people getting like 50 cent, like a dude who we're talking about a felon, we're talking about a guy who almost yeah. died from being shot nine times, like one of the biggest gangster rappers there ever was. Now he's a freaking TV mogul. He's put out basically like four or five of the biggest entities in the history of the Stars Network, right? Um, this guy's like, I don't even know. He's like the David E. Kelly of Stars now. You know, the Dick Wolf of Stars. Yeah. And um, to see his career go where it is, it's just, it's just incredible. And so, you know, we go from... America's basically only real export at this point, which is pop culture and culture to <laughs> its other ridiculous yeah. export, which is war and pillaging and trauma and just violence. And of course, we got to go to Ukraine, which it's been kind of basically like six weeks of this stuff bubbling up. Of course, I like to listen to American Prestige with Danny Bessner. And basically, like I said, for a month and a half to two months, they've been like, all right, there's been this incremental thing in Ukraine, but I don't think it's going to be a big deal. Then it was like, this next thing is like, ah, ultimately, I don't think it's a big deal. And it's like, all right, this is kind of ridiculous, but I don't, I don't think this is going to be a thing. And to the point where now, if you go on the Wall Street Journal, excuse me, not Wall Street Journal, Washington Post, New York Times, which is the only mainstream lib stuff that I read, basically, um, 
it's front page is just Ukraine in crisis. It's crazy over there, Nando. And and we can't trust Putin's Putin's troop withdrawal. And Biden is making Putin quiver in his boots. And they fucking love this. They love it so much, dude. Nothing gets their dicks harder than <laughs> potential war. And it's so obvious with this Ukraine thing, which again to me, Nando, like, and please enlighten me. Why would the United States give a fuck about what's going on between Ukraine and Russia? Like, meaning like this, like Russia or China, they're global powers, whatever. If we went to war with Canada or Mexico, like, they wouldn't give a fuck about that. <laughs> like, right. Why do we care about the Ukraine and Russia? Yeah. Uh, well, because, you know, the United States always has to have a bad guy to basically justify its giant military spending <laughs> and um you know for a while it's been putin right i mean they you know they did the terrorism thing for a while it was the soviet union forever you know like the soviet union yeah. was the big bad that forever was 50 years <laughs> yeah that was like 50 years and terrorism then in the 80s like 15 <laughs> yeah and then in the 80s they started like finding new ones like libya like that's why the libyans were the bad guys in back to the future and stuff and you know the saddam hussein and you know there's you know, they always got to have a bad guy. And, and then after 9-11, for a while, it was like, you know, jihadi terrorists. Um, but that kind of like no one cares about them anymore. You know, <laughs> um, so we need a new done. one. And terrorism so, like, is done, bro. Yeah, like complete, like the, the extent to which is done doesn't even make sense when you consider how all consuming coverage and worry about what these crazy Muslims are going to do to us. And it's just like we don't even think about it talk about it anymore it's just fine hell we we've even ramped down to racism against random brown people in this country like we don't even do that anymore it's yeah. amazing what's going on guys you know what it is new year new you i get it I, 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 we all gotta we all have our new year's resolutions one of them is to eat better right you want to eat good food but you also want to spend an arm and a leg and guess what? HelloFresh can help you with that. They have endless options to make cooking at home simple and enjoyable. Here's the deal. HelloFresh delivers pre-portioned ingredients to your door, including farm fresh produce that arrives within a week, so you get convenience without skipping on quality. Skip the trip to the grocery store, saving you those wait and those long lines where these people don't know how to use a checkout thing. It drives me insane. So. I know what you're thinking. So, what well, me? I could just go to a restaurant. Guess what? HelloFresh, 72% cheaper than a restaurant meal of the same quality. You could save, on average, over $65 per month when you order HelloFresh instead of grocery shopping. That's more money to put towards those 2022 goals of yours. That's right. Whatever it is you're trying to do with that extra money, I don't Okay, Maybe you open a savings account. Maybe your, your New Year's resolution is to save more money. HelloFresh helps you with that as well i know going out to a restaurant as i said is inconvenient particularly i got a big family man it's hard to get the kids in the car and go down no 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 no. we could do hello fresh at the house they sent it to my house we had all types of meals the, these meals are easy to make they're delicious my kids love the pub style shepherd's pie they also love the bravo balsamic chicken sun-dried tomato spaghetti the list goes on and on get you some hello fresh it's delicious 
it is affordable and it is convenient so this is what i want you to do go to hellofresh.com slash b-o-m-16 and use the code b-o-m-16 for up to 16 free meals and three free gifts again hellofresh.com slash b-o-m-1-6 and get up to 16 free meals and three free gifts the promo code is b-o-m-1-6 hello fresh america's number one meal no it's and it's and it's you know the 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 one that they've been trying so russia has been for the last four or five years you know starting with like the 2016 election um especially in the liberal establishment media national security think tank influencers and things like that um it's been you know putin is like the most evil guy in the world and um you know there's there's like and then in 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 like recent like in the two in like the past two years or so they've tried to make china the other kind of like big bad but they can't really go all the way with china because there's so many interlocked business interests you know (laughs) like to fight china is to fight ourselves like Totally. There's, there's no way to do it. And because, and again, for, for the folks at home, whenever they, they're doing all this crazy shit abroad, if you watch like the Sunday shows, like Meet the Press and, you know, Face the Nation and shit like that, and they have these serious looking guys, you know, in these suits and cufflinks, or they have the generals with all their, you know, freaking regalia on, what they'll say is, you know, American interests abroad, not you and I's interests as Americans or the citizenry at large, our interests, no. Like some, a few dudes' business interests in other countries where they are exploiting other countries' resources to their own benefits that never come back to America. It's not like when they're exploiting nickel mines, we get cheap nickel in America. It's it's not our interest. It's business interest. And that's why, like, the idea of making China a fucking threat, like, that's the definition of spite in your nose. Um, yeah. You know, it, it's like, well, if if we're always worried about American interests abroad, there is no big, like, I don't even think there can be a bigger American interest as far as business wise than just China. So, yeah. like, they, they want to play footsie with it, but they, they really can't. So they got to go, oh, Russia, here's the big thing we get, we need to do. Yeah. I mean, you know, the size of the Russian economy is smaller than Italy's. You know, <laughs> so you can get an idea of you know it's like not a it's and, and there and it's fairly isolated you know that there's not like a huge amount of american corporations who have like business in russia it's not a big market for american goods or anything like that or even like american culture like it's not like they're huge mba fans in russia mm-hmm. you know like the way they are in china and things like that so um so yeah it's easier it's a little easier for uh for the american national security establishment to make russia the big bad now the thing to understand about Ukraine is that, like, we first of all, it gets their dick hard, like you said, because they like to play. They like to think of themselves like they're playing Risk. You know mm-hmm. that Seinfeld episode where they play Risk and and Kramer's like, "The Ukraine is weak." You know, <laughs> you can't protect the Ukraine. Uh, like they they think they're playing fucking Risk uh, with like, but you know, Ukraine is a very large country, very complex country in that like basically half the country considers themselves Russian and half the country considers themselves Ukrainian. 
You know, mm -hmm. like the eastern half of Ukraine, they speak Russian. And in the western half, they speak a language called Ukrainian. So like there are internal divisions within Ukraine. It's not like they're just like this one, you know, blanket mass of people who all think the same, you know, even though that's how we imagine things here in America, you know. So when they talk about like these spheres of influence, it's not like it's not like a total absolutely out of nowhere thing. Like there are Russians there that they can that like, you know, mm -hmm. people in Russia consider like their their brethren, you know, for lack of a better term. Um, and I think that the important thing to understand when it comes to, quote unquote, Russian aggression in that part of the world is that Russia is really concerned about the expansion of NATO to the east. Mm -hmm. So NATO is a military alliance between the United States and Europe, essentially Western Europe, that was built in like during the Cold War to confront the Soviet Union, right? Um, or to protect Europe against a Soviet invasion. Um, what the Russians say is like, okay, that's fine. You just can't expand that military alliance to our border because in the last 150 years, Napoleon invaded Russia, the Kaiser invaded Russia in World War One, <laughs> and then Hitler invaded Russia in World War Two, killing <laughs> 22 million Russians. Yep. You know? Could you um, imagine if that happened on American soil? We would never hear the end of it. <laughs> like, well, imagine... Or imagine if 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 Russia offered like a military alliance to Mexico, yeah. you know, we'd what? have a fucking panic attack, you know, <laughs> which is what like the which is what NATO has been doing steadily for the last twenty or thirty years has been offering NATO membership to states closer and closer to the Russian border, and there have been rumblings that they're going to offer NATO membership to Ukraine, um, which is right on the fucking border and they're like no you can't do that like you just can't do that like and you if you if you strip away like your american kind of jersey for a second yeah you got a point you know like, they got a fucking point you know it's easy uh, and to understand. Saying, yeah and i'm not saying like you know putin is like a very bad man of course he's a very bad man you know like and, and the russian state is quite authoritarian like it's not a fully democratic state uh, it, I am not convinced that that Putin isn't popular, though, within Russia. Um, Putin stabilized the country when he took over in 1999. It's important to understand that when the Soviet Union collapsed in 1991. It was fucked over there. It was fucked over there. And it was fucked by Americans. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the Clinton administration sent over what they called the Harvard boys, uh, Larry Summers and, uh, you know, guys like Jeffrey Sachs, like these famous guys that are still around these days to essentially rape the Russian economy and privatize everything from in the, in the two years after the collapse of the Soviet Union in 1991, Russia experienced the largest drop in life expectancy in human history. The privatization from the Soviet state to what they called like, you know, privatized capitalism or whatever caused the largest drop in uh, life in life expectancy in recorded history. It was a total disaster. The country was in absolute chaos for a decade essentially. And then Putin came in 1991 and kind of stabilized the situation. And like life in Russia is relatively normal these days. Like it's fine. You know, like if you're a guy in Moscow, you know, whatever, like obviously there's people who are persecuted and there's like all kinds, there's not like a free press and, you know, like, yeah. yeah and your you ass to get killed or poisoned. And, yeah. And, and totally. He'll go find if you're like, in the UK. If you're like a bread maker in Moscow, like yeah, your life is relatively stable in, yeah. in a country that has been, you know, uh, besieged by all kinds of instability and death and despair and all that kind of thing for hundreds, like over a hundred years. Mm -hmm. So, 
um, it's important to like understand these things a little bit, like when you're seeing something like this. And with the and and you know, my thing on the whole on the Ukraine front is that like I don't think anything's gonna I don't think anything meaningful is gonna happen. Like Putin's not suicidal. He's not gonna invade Ukraine, given like how fucking <laughs> like he, it's true that he did take over the Crimea. Crimea is like a much more complicated thing. It is like you know the people in Crimea are very happy to be <laughs> in Russia, you know, but. I just don't see like a full scale war happening over this, like an invasion, like, you know, tanks rolling across the fucking wheat fields of uh, outside of Kiev. Like, it's just not going to happen. But the media, CNN, New York Times, all these things, like they're frothing at the mouth for it. Like they're, they almost want it to happen, you know, like. Yeah. Like, how often have you been seeing headlines or whatever? It's like, Putin plans invasion at 2.30 p.m. like tomorrow. And then it just like doesn't happen. And it's like, they, they almost want it to happen. And that's like what drives me crazy. It's like, there is no push towards diplomacy talks, de-escalation. It's always like, escalate, escalate, escalate to the absolute max. And and I don't know. Like, it just, it it makes me, it makes me despair a little bit. But um, yeah, and the the, day, I don't think it's going to happen. Yeah, it doesn't seem like anything is gonna happen. <laughs> this guy's drinking the margarita. <laughs> I love that. My girlfriend Michelle makes a mean margarita. You know, you got yes, Michelle, fantastic cook and apparently a uh, mixologist as well. I didn't realize that. Oh, yeah. Also, incredible curator of wines. Okay, oh, if yeah. you're having a party and you want to have an eclectic, tasty bevy of wine choices, Michelle is incredible at it, bar none. But, um, yeah, I mean, anything that you read from people who are paying attention for real and aren't just like, you know, New York Times, again, just, 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 just consider the sources, right? New York Times, who very giddily and happily, you know, ran PR for the Bush administration to get us into Iraq, which yeah. was obviously the the biggest disaster since Vietnam. You know, uh, they love it. This is their track record. This is what they love. This is what they thrive on. You know, um, and again, like the deep state people, the 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 freaking commanders, they're all just like they need a they need a reason to exist. You know what I mean? Um, this is this is not fucking, you know. Pull up pre World War One Europe, where everybody is just like, all right, man. Every single one of our fucking countries could be invaded at any single time. We need to be at the ready, um, and 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 get this thing popping. Come on, man. Nobody's coming over here. We got. We literally have to go to the Ukraine to find a conflict, bro. Like yeah. that's just insane to me. That yeah. it, it, like in a part of the world that really, Nando said it isolated from U.S. interests. There's no presence. There's no reason for us to give two shits about any of this, but for the fact that Putin needs to be held in check because, you know, uh, America's the savior and he's a bully. And it's just like, God, it's so pathetic. And I can't possibly believe that any normal American sees this and is like, yeah, we should, the U.S. should definitely be at war with Russia. Nobody thinks that. That shows no. you how outside of the democratic process, these decisions sort of happen, right? Like they, they know like Americans, they're not even part of this thing. We get to do this shit with impunity, with zero consequences. We don't need to have a coherent logic. We can just be cowboys and it'll be completely fine. And then, you know, we'll add an, another hundred billion to the military budget and nobody will even freaking notice 
uh, next year. Anyway, we move on from the Ukraine to. Uh, I'm sorry. This is this is my favorite political story um, in a minute, and I do want to thank Nando for bringing it to my attention because last week, man. Hold on. Let me see if I can pull up this tweet. Let me see. If, oh yes, here it is. Here it is. Last week, uh, February 11th, <laughs> at uh, six. 54 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Hillary Clinton let off this tweet from the Hillary Clinton account. And it goes like this, quote, just in time for Galentine's Day. And the news that Trump was flushing documents down White House toilets. A limited edition hat is in the Onward Together store. Now, link to the Onward store again. Just to break down this tweet, Dando, um, Galentine's Day. This is something that single women do on Valentine's Day. If you don't have a significant other, you hang out with yeah. your homegirls and you guys enjoy yourselves and love on each other and do that whole thing. Um, Hillary Clinton, you're married. So you're, you're married as is condescending yeah. to all the single women out there, which is just like Hillary Clinton being tone deaf. Who could have ever seen this foreseen <laughs> yeah. this coming? Yeah. Secondly, which needs to be mentioned, Hillary Clinton Although the, we, we, we can readily admit that the email thing got blown out of proportion during the campaign because New York Times and all the mainstream media people felt like Trump had all of these like legitimate scandals and they had to treat all of your scandals with the equal weight of like this dude defrauding people for hundreds of millions of dollars in loans. That was out of whack. But let's not let's be clear. Putting your emails and doing government business on your private servers was shady. Okay, that was shady. You could just shady as flushing documents down the toilet. <laughs> like, exactly. It's almost exactly. It's almost as shady as that. That's the that's the tone deaf part about all of this. It's like, well, my subversion of the rules. You know, they made a big deal out of it, but I was no, motherfucker. You both were subverting the fucking rules. You know, you could have just used the .gov email and kept it pushing. No, you did some fucking shady shit, and you wanted to do it on your private joint. We get it because .gov would have been so easy to capture. And so you wanted to do this private thing. What you did was wrong. Like, that's the thing. Like, it's not like you did something normal or right and you got, you know, whatever, killed. Like, what you did was wrong. So now the idea that you're going to you're gonna drop merch, Nando, on a hat that reads, but her emails, though, <laughs> but her emails with just no irony and no self-reflection, just like you really think think that you were wrong. It's just insane. And then, of course, the kicker, the best part of all of it is the photoshopping stock photo of the model in this pic who's like, you know, she's like tatted up, got the pink hair. It's just like, oh, so fucking perfect. Dude, I went on to the Onward Together website to see the other merch they have. I, I, I actually just bought you right now while you were just talking. I bought you a But Her Emails hat, a But Her Emails pin, and then a But Her Emails COVID mask. Oh my God. <laughs> I'm just imagining Dude. the type of person that wears a But Her Emails COVID Sick. mask. Sick. And it's just, like, that's, just that's the best type of guy. The the most deluded, sickest in the head liberal that you will ever meet in your life. Like, who's the audience for this? Who's the who's the the target? Who's the market for this? 
just the Hillary dead enders, man. There's a few, there's a few out there, you know, like we forget that they, you know, they have their weekly meetings where they just talk about like, can you believe like what Jim's James Comey did to me and, 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 and for depriving me of, of Hillary, they, they, you know, they go to the Javits center and they, they try to break the glass. <laughs> um, it's just like that. I mean, it's just, it's just remarkable. Uh, like you said, the tone deafness, but also just the, the, the reveling in her loss. Yeah, that's the that's the sickest, saddest, most pathetic part of it. Yeah, she lost to Trump, and like, yeah, like we 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 do this segment because we think it's funny and we think it's fun, and because politics is over and we can't like <laughs> talk about like anything that's gonna. The so you know we we gotta bash Hillary a little bit, but uh, but yeah, I mean it's just it's just remarkable that she you know. She celebrates kind of her loss you lost way, to a you know? buffoon you lost did that trump. you yeah. lost to donald fucking trump in a presidential election that's embarrassing bro yeah. and you keep bringing it up and again a lot of this shit was self-imposed and i talked about this on the um twitch stream the other day well i'm just like yo y'all kept talking about, like hillary clinton you worked in the state department Meaning you have firsthand knowledge of actual election interference, of yeah. actual putting your finger on the scale of a foreign election, of a yeah. foreign coup, like of actual U.S. involvement in tipping the scales in the balance of power. You like actually, you have like literally, you you know where the bodies are buried. Yeah. If to come out and start bitching about what the Russians did to you on Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's it's just insane to me. She's yeah. insane, bro. Yeah. I just sent you uh, a screenshot uh on your text mm -hmm. of something that they're selling on the Hillary <laughs> in the Hillary store and it's a uh, a uh, like a onesie for a baby. That's a that's a pantsuit. Like oh a Hillary pantsuit. Oh onesie my. for your baby. Let me hold that up uh, for y'all. Yeah, that's some good shit. <laughs> oh man, it's that's good it. stuff. I'm I'm buying is, you all of this shit. I'm just this gonna is send insane. it all to your house. <laughs> this yeah. is insane. But her emails, COVID mask. Yeah. Right in time for the mandates to be lifted, by the way. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But yeah, it's just, yeah. you know, and again, Hillary Clinton, one of the most prominent people in the Democratic Party. Uh, I was just reading today in the Times about, you know, uh, Cuomo's lieutenant governor. I forget the lady's name. Hokul or Hockley or whatever her name is. Yeah. Uh, it looks like she's about to win the Democratic Party's nomination, um, which means that she's going to be the, the, the governor of New York when the elections happen. Because once you're the Democratic pick, uh, you get shoehorned in. Um, when she receives the nomination, because she's going to be the first woman mayor of New York, um, Hillary Clinton's gonna give the keynote, or she's gonna speak at that's this like woman's death. coronation. That's the kiss, kiss of death. She might even lose the election <laughs> to a Republican. Oh, <laughs> uh, whatever the Midas touches, Hillary Clinton has the opposite of that. Yeah. Um, man, she, this is just 
it's just pathetic. And, you know, again, a lot of it, not to get all psychoanalytical here, but, the, you know, her whole life was leading up to 2016. You know, dealing with Bill Clinton's philandering, the public embarrassment, the shame, just the, you know, the ridicule, the Vince Foster, the whole, all of it was leading up to 2016, which she just knew she had in the bag. She just knew it. Yeah. She knew it, would, it was destiny that she would become Hillary Rodham Clinton, the first woman president of the free world. And she lost to the biggest buffoon in the history of life. Yeah, you can't. So, you know, you can't even imagine the psychic cost that comes with that type of embarrassment. But goddamn, let it go, Hillary. Oh, it's ugly. You're embarrassing yourself. Yeah. Uh, you know, that was fun. It's fun. It's fun. You know, like, <laughs> this is fun. <laughs> this, you know, uh, you know, we like, listen, you know, don't get it twisted. Anyone listening out there. We don't, we don't like Republicans, right? They're just no, not as fun to make fun not. of as the libs. The libs are so much easier to make fun of, you know, like the, the libs make me want to take their lunch money, you know, uh, like it's like they, they like tickle the bully, uh, gene that i have inside of me you know what i mean i'm a super nice guy but like sometimes you know i have like a bully gene that i could that i have to suppress uh and the libs just make me want to like yeah steal their lunch money and put their head in the toilet and flush it uh, you know so yeah it's always fun always fun to make fun of anyway fantastic stuff man um of course that's gonna do our show for today make sure you're subscribed to every single Count the Dinks product. Make sure you're checking out the Friday mailbag, Cinephobe, everything that Count the Dinks has to offer. Become a Patreon, patreon.com backslash Count the Dinks. That's about a cup of coffee from Starbucks a month to support what we do over here at CTD. Uh, we'll see you guys next week. We're out of here. Peace. Later. <laughs>